Welcome back to Technique, the podcast that helps you make your mark in the virtual world. Thanks for tuning in again. I hope you enjoyed the first episode, and I'm excited to continue on. Had a lot of great feedback, and I appreciate everyone who took time to listen and provide feedback. I am open to all sorts of feedback, positive and negative, as long as it helps me grow. So uh, bring it on. (laughs) Since it's March and it's Women's History Month, I wanted to talk about women in tech or STEM, which is science, tech, engineering, and math. We here at Trezio are a very LGBTQ friendly space. So I want to get a few terms out of the way that you're going to be hearing in this podcast and in future episodes. A woman is anyone who identifies as a woman, regardless of genitalia. I am a non-binary person. I was born a woman at birth. I was assigned female at birth. My sex is female, but my gender identity is non-binary which means I identify my expression as masculine and feminine. So this is including my trans uh, sisters, my gender non-conforming sisters and brothers and people, all earthlings. That's why I call everyone earthlings because you can't deny that we're earthlings. (laughs) Um, At the end of the day, we're all human beings and we need to do a better job of opening opportunities for those who feel like they're in the shadows to bring the light upon them. So now that we got that squared and out of the way, uh, let's continue. So I'm going to share my experience as a woman in tech, how my gender expression plays off in the tech world. And then we're going to talk about how we can empower women to understand and use technology and to get in STEM. I went to college and I changed my major like maybe like three times, but it was always around technology of some sort. My major was telecommunications, which I mentioned before, I believe that a lot of people were confused what that major was. They just heard communications. What it really was focusing on was how technology is impacting our style of communications. I had to understand basic technologies my my main focus at the time was media production so taking videos editing videos that's all tech Um, i had another focus in telecommunications and uh, telephone services i worked with my brother for a small amount of time where we were putting 5g chips into antennas for t-mobile and then installing the antennas so in my experience with all of that I rarely ran into women who were interested in doing the same. And it never, I never really noticed it until uh, a professor of mine, who was a woman and she was actually head of the department, pointed it out to me. There were at first a lot of females in my major and then one by one were slowly disappearing. I can only count on two hands how many women were in the program out of all of us so and then there was only one professor who was female she was the department lead she still had a lot of stigma to break through so i i went to her after class one day because i just wasn't understanding the assignment we got to talking and i i made an effort to 
established relationships with all my professors. I am so that <laughs> teacher's pet. Nah, I'm going to front. But I, you know, ask how her life is and ask more about her and ask for advice. And as I got to know this professor, she let me know of some difficulties she had as a female in her field and how much work she felt like she needed to do and to prove that she was worthy enough for this role. I mean, she totally was. She was she was a boss. She is a boss. But when you first look at her, you think she is this quiet old woman, very you know meek. No, that's not her at all. When you when you, she finally starts talking, and, I mean, she was just filled with so much knowledge and such a good educator. She made she made the job look easy, but she was. I was lucky enough for her to share with me her frustrations with her, you know, with her role, that she was effectively trying to look for female educators in our major, and it was close to impossible because a lot of what our major is run by is men. And she said it, and she personally said that she thought I would do great in my field because of the way I presented myself. So obviously I don't know how I present myself vocally on this podcast, but if you were to talk to me face to face, I give off some of the following. I, one, I'm six foot tall. (laughs) So that intimidation right there makes, for some reason, people pay attention because I'm tall. I'm also a big woman. Um, So I definitely have a strong presence when I walk into the room. No doubt about that. Maybe it's because I identify myself both masculinely and femininely I can connect to both genders and all genders so that makes me be taken more seriously but that shouldn't be the case I shouldn't have to tell a woman to man up a little bit that's not what we want to happen and it's unfortunate that in in the tech industry we are still so stereotypical about women when we should all know when it comes to technology, you it, it can't you can't be stereotypical. Sky's the limit when it comes to technology. If you think about it, in technology you have to accept things can happen. That there's so many possibilities. So why are we still doing that and how we treat human beings, right? So that's been my personal experience when I first was coming into the tech world. I mentioned me working with my brother. So my brother actually worked for Dell Computers back when they were first developing and we have 20 years um, in between us but I remember him coming to my house installing this new Dell computer in our kitchen (laughs) it was our first desktop and he takes the PC you know the big PC brick back then he unscrews the back and he shows me what's inside and he's showing me what each wire does now do not do I remember this not really but I had a good grasp of what he was trying to teach me right I'm eight years old okay at this point maybe even younger so he takes it apart I watch him take it apart and he tells me okay now put that where I just had it now you put that wire where I just had it and he's teaching me how to put this together I had a strong male presence in my life that believed in my mind and I'm so fortunate for that experience because that really helped me believe in myself 
and stand up for myself when I needed it against the male workforce. That he saw me and said, even though she's this age, it is important for her to know this. And he didn't, he didn't care about gender. He didn't care about sex. He cared, he just knew my mind was able to follow through. He knew that I was smart enough to follow. So at one point I could, I, I can say, hey, I took apart and put together a PC at the, you know, before the age of 10. And with that exposure to technology, that really made me go forward into learning how to code and learning how to set up network diagnosis and system diagnosis. And, and unfortunately, not a lot of women were given those opportunities like I was. And I thank my brother for that because I work with a lot of women entrepreneurs and business owners and leaders who are so capable of so much but when it comes to technology their hands are up they surrender they have no idea what to do they're afraid to learn and I don't think I'm the most intelligent person in the world but when it comes to technology I think I just have a basic understanding of it because I was exposed to it at such a young age okay where a lot of the people I work with are, you know, 20 years older than me. So computers didn't really hit everyone's home until what? The late 90s, early 2000s. So they might have been in college by then. I mean, we joke about how the, the next generation underneath me, we're all born with iPads and they're all going to be software engineers by the time they're in middle school. Um, I think it, that kind of plays the same role. My generation was given desktop computers at a very young age and so we had the access and resources to continue that education okay we had computer classes in elementary school so it's funny I mean I use I mean this is still tech PowerPoint and Word <laughs> a lot of you my age are like oh my god been there done that but you know what I do for a living I put together PowerPoint presentations for people because they don't understand how to use them we were taught a trade in our early years of education. Think about that. So that's what needs to continue happening, but we need to focus on the little girls in the classroom. We need to focus on the females and those who identify as women. So now let's talk about how we can change the education system. I mean, there's a lot that needs to be changed, but let's stick to the topic of women's history. So it's not a question of whether or not we're capable Okay, I mean, there is no shortage of the amazing women in history when it comes to tech. Okay, we have Anna Roque de Dupre, we have Lillian Gilbreth, Ruth Benarito, Edith Clark, Mary Engel Pennington, the Coltrane Girls, Grace Hopper, Katherine Johnson, Sally Ride, Mercury 13, and my favorite story because I love World War II is the ENIAC programmers. If you don't know who they are, they are the first women group. There were six women in there um, that programmed the first all-electronic programmable computer. Yes, women did that, okay? Without these ladies, male society would have totally looked past us. And these women were able to ignore that noise and say, I believe in my intelligence and what I can do, and I press on, 
okay? That's what we all need to do as human beings in general. We need to, you know, ignore that noise and continue on. Like I said, I didn't really notice the imbalance of sexes in my major and in my industry. Um, and that didn't stop me from creating my own tech business because I just ignored that noise. Because there are a lot of women who have given up solely because they felt alone. And that is the first thing that needs to change, okay? Less than one in five employees in the high tech industry are women, even though women make up more than 50% of the US workforce, okay? One in, less than one in five. However, one in three females after high school go into a tech-related major. Okay, so one in three, that's, that's a better number. One in three females after high school, they get into a major, a tech major like me. Okay, great. But then why, when it hits the workforce and 50, and then women making up more than half of the workforce, why does that number decrease? One in five employees in, uh, in the tech industry are women. So there is the disconnect. Okay, now, so I do have a background in higher education. I did attend University of Denver for my graduate degree in higher education. And so I constantly push education, 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 but not the education system. I'm all about learning. I'm all about pushing knowledge and empowering people to have more knowledge than they thought they needed but I do not agree with the current education system in this country because of these facts like I just explained. Okay, so here's another statistic from WebsitePlanet.com. 33% of today's women in technology have considered switching careers because of the men who are in the industry. 33% consider switching because of another person, another man, which just shows that work atmosphere is not friendly for women. Women leave the tech industry at a 45% higher rate than men. Holy cow. Think about that. Half of the tech startups have no women on their leadership team. Isn't that wild? And the big tech names out there, Microsoft, Facebook, Apple, Google, Amazon. 20% of the employees in Microsoft are women. 23 in Facebook, 23 in Apple, 23 in Google, 0% in Amazon. And we're talking about like tech jobs, okay? Not fulfillment, not retail, not sales, but tech. So why is there this gender disparity? So we don't know why there's such disparity, but here are reasons why we should care about the gender gap. One fact is technology is used by women, right? So why aren't we voiced in these decisions when it comes to technology? I mean, women and men often bring all sorts of different strengths and opportunities to the table so if women aren't represented then neither are our strengths or our insights because tech is ran ran by men that a lot of technologies being produced are tailored towards men so there is data to back this up but women are actually more effective leaders than men i'm sorry but based on the leadership firm zanger folkman they found that women had a leadership effective store technology of 52.1% compared to 42% for men. And among the various industries studied, the difference in leadership scores between men and women were the largest in the tech industry. Because it's a self-limiting proposition. The fact there are fewer women in tech 
makes many women shy away from the industry and not wanting to be the only one. I personally, and this is where I kind of struggle with that fact. I don't care about being the only one and maybe that's just my personality. I don't mind being the only woman in, in the group of men. Would I like there to be more women? Absolutely, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're fighting for. But <laughs> I, I, maybe it's just me. I just can't let a man decide my future for me. If anything, uh, it makes me work harder. Okay, so how do we help women rise in tech? How, how do we change this system? Easier said than done, right? Like I said about education, we need more graduate programs that focus on women in computer science. That's step number one. Because there are fewer women out there who earn computer science degrees than men. Sally Ride said herself that girls ages 10 to 12 are most susceptible to being pushed off the track from STEM fields. Okay, they're, you know, especially back then, they were pushed to do more home economics, literature, but society isn't like that today, okay? Actually, so this is a direct quote from Dr. Sally Ride. Girls are often brought up to believe that STEM subjects are masculine topics and that the female ability in STEM is innately inferior to that of males. While research on biological factors, bellies, any factual basis for such beliefs, they persist and undermine girls' confidence, interest, and willingness to engage in STEM subjects. Let's back that up with a fact. Males are much more likely to take AP computer science in high school, which earns them college credit than females. That's 81% compared to 19%. College stats are about the same, where only 17.9% of college students earning computer science degrees are women. Wow. And what's more concerning is that the number of women going into computer science is actually declining. So that's where we gotta stop that and increase those numbers. So I am personally watching a college, it's called um, Harvey Mudd College. They took the initiative to focus on women in STEM, okay? They are a college based in Southern California. They increased their women's computer science majors from 10% to 55%. And this is where they started. They, so they started by surveying and they found three reasons why female students didn't major in computer science. Reason number one, not thinking they were good enough at programming. Number two, assuming that they wouldn't fit into the culture. And three, simply not finding the subject interesting. What Harvey Mudd then did was, um, their first change was to make an intro to computer science class as a graduation requirement. And now the school offers two different intro courses, one for students with experience and the others for beginners. And they found that this reduces the intimidation factor and increases the confidence of women who never considered computer science as an option for them. And we have to recognize too, computer science is going to be more of a trade in the future than a university study. Um, the way that, that computers are taking over our lives right now, we need more women because like we mentioned before, our input is needed and our representation is vital. There are other organizations out there that are targeting uh, women in technology at a young age. So a couple programs I'm gonna shout out. Girls Who Code, that's a great global program that offers free summer programs and after school clubs to teach girls, young girls how to code. Then we have Black Girls Code. 
Okay, so there's a bunch of chapters across the country, and they focus on teaching computing programming to uh, girls of color from ages 7 to 17. And then Rails Girls, this is an online community, um, which is an open source guide to learning how to code. So we need more of those kind of programmings in your community, and we, and we need more lessons in coding for girls. So we need this in our communities and we need this in our schools, okay? Simply, schools can do the following. They can make technology a required course in middle school. Like think, like I said earlier, computer class was um, a requirement in elementary school. I don't know why it isn't for everyone else, but if, you, if schools can make a technology course required, will all women and girls want to be in programming? No, but it eases the intimidation of using and understanding technology, okay? If you are an administrator at a school, offer a computer club just for women, just for girls, because then they can start creating their own workspace and creating their own society and industry standards in the future. So I'm the type of virtual assistant that loves to teach as I go. So if I have a client that says, hey, I want you to do this, edit to my website, I actually film myself doing it and I show them. Now they don't have to do it themselves, but I'm teaching them how to do it in case I'm no longer here. <laughs> you know, I'm not only bringing the horse to the water, but I'm teaching them how to drink. And I think a lot of virtual assistants you may not find the time to do it. You may not even thought of doing that. And you might think of it as giving away your trade secrets. I, I don't I don't see it that way. I, I see it as empowering and, and teaching and sharing knowledge, which I believe we all should be doing. I am actually creating a technique masterclass. In this masterclass, we go over how to be a freelancer, whether you want to be a virtual assistant or any type of freelancer, artist, tech expert, you know, sky's the limit. My teachings focus in technology, how to create your own website, how to do SEO, how to brand yourself and create digital marketing content. So a lot of it revolves around telecommunications and tech. And I'm super excited to bring out this course. It's still a, it's still a work in progress, but it's happening. And I'm very, very excited for that. So as soon as that comes out, I will mention it in the podcast and let you know how you can sign up for it. So those are my little ways of empowering the women around me. Hopefully in the future, you know, I've, I honestly have always wanted to be a teacher or an educator in some sort. Like I said, I don't agree with the education system today, but we, there are a million ways around that. And I would love to reach out to the youth around me, especially girls and those in the LGBTQ community. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to visit my website at treziovirtual.com and feel free to shoot me a DM on all and any of my social media platforms at trezio, T-R-E-Z-I-O. I'd be thrilled to connect and teach you anything that I know. Thanks for listening.